0: But most recently I made a home video of it the day that Ukraine was being bombed. The, the day that the city of my birth, Odessa, was being bombed by Russia. I recorded the first movement of Apassionata and I sent it to a journalist in Odessa and it was and you know, I made a dedication to the city of my birth.
1: That's Ukrainian pianist Ina Falix. She'll be performing Beethoven's Sonata Appassionata next month at the Red Rocks Music Festival here in Phoenix, as well as a brand new work written for her. We sat down to talk about the upcoming performance. I'm Melissa Green. Welcome to another episode of Heart of the Arts. So we'll jump right into it. Welcome back. Okay. Welcome back to KBOX Heart of the Arts. Thanks for making time today. So you're returning to Phoenix next month with the Red Rocks Music Festival at Memorial Hall Steel Indian School Park. And I know you're walking right now. You're a professor and head of piano at UCLA, correct? That's right. So I was curious, um, is that kind of a therapeutic thing for you? Do you do a lot of mental prep when you're walking is that part of your routine as an artist
0: um i like i, I love running i swim i exercise and on really long crazy days i mean i've been gone for performances pretty much every weekend for the pa- for months yeah um so exercise is a must for me so this walk is a it's just a bit of Exercise one hour door to door. Oh, I, nothing yeah. more profound <laughs> than that.
1: Yes, yes,
0: I'm very similar. Um, <laughs> la- last
1: time you spoke with K you were actually at a Tchaikovsky competition. Um, so I know, um, like you said, you've been touring and you're extremely busy. So I want to jump into a couple questions I have about your performance on December 4th. Of you said that Beethoven's 32 piano sonatas are like the Bible for piano players. And I'm assuming you still feel that way, but I wanted to ask your, about your relationship to the Sonata Appassionata and how that's evolved over
0: time. If I can not use the word Bible, I guess that's kind of a, it's a... Let's just put it this way. It's an extremely important thing for pianists, this collection of sonatas. And this is coming from a person who believes in new music and new pedestals. I mean, the, the Beethoven piano sonatas are... You know, our journey, and they're an amazing window into his imagination. And, of course, everybody knows how important they are for a pianist. And the Appassionata, for me, in particular, is special recently. You know, this piece I, I played my entire life. But most recently, I made a home video of it the day that Ukraine was being bombed, the the day that the city of my birth, Odessa, was being bombed by Russia. I recorded the first movement of a and I sent it to a journalist in Odessa, and it was, and you know, I made a dedication to the city of my birth, and uh, it ended up on many, many Ukrainian websites with many views. And the reason I chose this work, of course, um, it's absolutely heart-on-the-sleeve nature. It's tragic, it's tragic content and kind of a lamental quality.
1: It's incredible how this genre, this classical music evolves, and how important art and music is in times like these.
2: It meant a lot for me to send some kind of message at a time when everyone, including myself, felt completely inadequate. and and really still do, despite the many, many fundraising efforts that um, I've been involved in and a number of my friends and colleagues. Um, But um, one thinks of Dame Myra Hess playing the Appassionata during World War II as bombs were blowing on London. Mm -hmm. She didn't leave the city but kept playing um, in a series of concerts at the National Gallery. So in that sense, this piece kind of um had an air of defiance of kind of a heroic, strong and stoic quality in humanity. So you know, it, it always had that in my mind. And yeah. that's why I did it at that moment.
1: You're kind of probably picturing different things in your mind as you're playing it today. And I, I was going to ask, actually, um, if the way you perform has changed over the last couple of years. Of course, the political climate has changed. Everything's changed so drastically. And classical musicians have come out kind of more with this full force. Do you notice that in yourself or or your students that you work with?
2: Um, absolutely. I mean, it's very much aside from a passionata You know, I'm very much a proponent of new music and establishing new pedestals. So, I mean, saying that a performance of a Beethoven work evolves because of political events at the moment, it's not quite as literal as that. But I think that a work of art in an artist's hands evolves over time, no matter what. And, of course, we respond within to what's happening in the world outside, and everyone responds differently where there really isn't a formula and shouldn't be a formula. Um, mm-hmm. but so in that way, anything you play will evolve. But for me, like, for example, I have my reimagined Beethoven and Ravel project mm-hmm. that I recorded during the pandemic where nine premieres, nine different composers responded to works of Beethoven and Ravel that I play a lot in, and so created a bridge between then and now. And it's a program I've been touring with a lot. So for example, that means very meaningful. And that certainly has political connotations in that program. And more specifically, there are two pieces that I think powerfully respond to the murder of George Floyd. So at that point, when these pieces are written and having been playing them after the fact, was very, very poignant. Um, So all of this, of course, plays into the experience of being an artist and performing and sharing and the experience of how your music making changes. Yeah. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And with all that being said, how does it compare or contrast to the Archduke Trio by Beethoven on the program?
2: You know, for me, that's really the pinnacle of chamber music repertoire. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: It's incredibly fulfilling and joyful to make music with others and to make music that is so great. That's just so, it, it sets your soul a light or a flight uh-huh. and it makes it soar. I mean, it's that kind of piece. It's, yeah. it's heavenly and it's uplifting. And I think it's something everybody will, will be happy to hear.
1: A lovely contrast to the spirit of the appassionata. And Leva Schott and other guest artists are joining you. Have you performed with some of these artists before?
2: Um, you know, when actually, when I was 15 years old, and it's funny, WTTW just did a segment on me and they referenced that time that I played with the Chicago Symphony as a 16-year-old mm. when winning the Illinois Young Performers Competition. So it's very funny. I think John Sharp was in the orchestra. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, but I'm not, I wouldn't be... I might have to check that, but so no, I haven't worked with them closely before. I'm looking forward to it very much. Yeah,
1: it's a lovely mix of musicians. We're very familiar with your recordings here at KBOC. You have Fanny Mendelssohn on the program as well, and then Canadian composer Veronica Krausis.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: yes. I'm unfamiliar with her work, and I wanted to talk about the Southwest premiere of the piece "Master and Margarita."
2: Oh, the Master Margarita Suite is a delightful work that she wrote for me in response to my favorite book. Uh, which is The Master Margarita by Bulgakov. So anyone who has come from the Soviet Union will know and love this book, I promise you. Mm. It's a book that reimagines the story of Faust, but at the same time as a satiric commentary on life in the Soviet state. Um, oh, wow. So her pieces kind of respond to different quotes from the book. So uh, I speak the quotes and then I play the music, and it's very elegant. The book is so crazy, it's really a burlesque. Um, But the music is extremely
1: elegant, very different. Cool. Well, that's so exciting. You're loved here uh, with our KBOC listeners, and many of us have tickets to the show. So um, I know you teach soon. So thank you so much for giving us a moment of of your time today. I look forward to the performance, and we'll see you in Phoenix next month.
2: Thank you, and I look forward to being with you.
1: That's Ukrainian pianist Ina Folik's. She'll be performing at the Red Rocks Music Festival next month, Sunday, December 4th at 3 p.m. at Steele Indian School Park Memorial Hall in Phoenix. For tickets and more, head to redrocksmusicfestival.com. For KBOX Heart of the Arts, I'm Melissa Green.